Point out the colors in you. I see them too, and boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We way too fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast presented by 18 Birdies, the best golf app in the business. This is the podcast for the Dell Technologies Open 2018. Let's get to it. What's up, golf addicts? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast. This is the Dell Technologies 2018. It is the second leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs in the race for the FedEx Cup. Myself, Pat Perry, back at it this week. And uh, we're excited. There's a little bit of disagreement on this podcast tonight. We're going to talk Ryder Cup. We're going to talk about DeChambeau and his victory at the Northern Trust. We're going to get a funny highlight from Pat's fantasy football draft. It's a good show tonight. We hope you guys enjoy. Hang on to the bitter end, okay? Hang on to the very, very bitter end. We got some Ryder Cup announcements in here. We also have a couple of job openings in the world of TJ. So you're going to want to pay attention to that. That's pretty exciting. Uh, so, yeah, we appreciate you guys downloading the podcast. This is an 18 Birdies sponsored podcast. We love the people over at 18 Birdies. They've been so good to us for the last couple of years. A great app, a great golf app. Whether you play, you know, golf at a at a single digit handicap level or whatever, the 18 Birdies app will improve your golf game. You're going to want to check it out. Download it wherever apps are downloaded, and uh, you know, use promo code Tour Junkies, all one word, all lowercase, and you get a free premium membership for one year. That's right, one year. That's pretty good. So there you go, 18 Birdies. Download the app, Tour Junkies. Right now, let's get to it. The Dell Technologies Open. All right, all right, all right, everybody. Tour Junkies podcast. We're back for the second leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs, the Dell Technologies Open, Pat. I love technology. Do you love technology? No, I don't like technology. No, you don't. You really don't. Technology is not your friend. It is not. It's just we are not a match made in heaven. No, not at all. Uh, You know it is a match made in heaven is last week uh, with your brother on the show and myself, you know, we've, we got some mixed reaction. You know, we got, we got some mixed reaction for the Northern Trust podcast with me and, uh, and DirecTV Perry at the, at the house together in Charlotte after dinner and a trip around Planet Tito's. You know, there were some people who thought it was pretty bad. Um, and we heard about it. People on Twitter always let us know. But we also had some people who thought it was pretty, thought it was still okay. We even had one person tweet that uh, DirecTV Perry is, is you know, maybe carving himself out a little niche in the show permanently. You know, what what do you think about that? No, I'm not a fan of that. Um, but he does a good job when he comes on. Yeah, yeah, I think we had I a mean, good time. You know, I just, I don't know, three people I think is a little bit much. A little three people's tough. It is tough. You were extremely grumpy, though. Extremely grumpy. Very irritable. Um, I think it could have been better had you been a little more friendly, a little more open to having a good time. 
Uh, probably so, but it was late. Y'all made me wait for just way well past my bedtime. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, nonetheless, I, I thought it was an okay show. I, I didn't think it was as bad as we thought it was going to be. You hung up on us at the end of the show, which we appreciate that. Thank you. That was um, actually was, pretty funny. That was I went back funny, and listened actually. to it. It was pretty good. So Bryson DeChambeau wins the Northern Trust, um, and basically, I don't know, Pat. I mean, there there were just I'm trying to think of somebody I would want to win less than Bryson DeChambeau. I I just did not want that guy to win, and now really make a hard case for Jim Furyk to pass him up for the Ryder Cup. He played really well. I mean. You got to give it to him. I know I've picked on him for, I've definitely picked on him for kind of being a head case lately, and and it was it's true. Like the dude just was he was banging his head up against the wall, literally at the Open Championship, trying to figure stuff out. But he's obviously turned it around, and you got to give the guy credit. You got to give the guy credit. So I do, and but I just did not, I just did not. I don't want him on the Ryder Cup. I, I don't think this locks him into the Ryder Cup, but I think it it really, really, really makes a strong case. Your your thoughts? Yeah, I think he's about as close to a lock as you might could get at this point. I mean, I don't see how you, that Fury could, can make a case against him, really, unless there's just that he doesn't think there's anybody that he can pair him up with, but I think I think there is, and I think that with what he's shown over this past year, I mean, the guy's won a lot. He's super competitive. I mean, yeah, we all talk about how quirky he is and everything else, but I just I don't see how he's going to leave him off. I think it would be, to be honest, I think it'd be pretty, it'd be pretty controversial if he doesn't leave leave him off or doesn't put him on the team. I think we're going to have controversy anyway because you're going to have there's there's too many guys right now in the running I think could be off. I think it's just a matter of less controversy. But I think you're going to have controversy either way. But I mean, it seems like Tiger has this affinity for Bryson. This this kind of and so I've seen some stuff going around on Twitter about like a, a Tiger Bryson pairing. Like Tiger kind of wants to take him under his wing a little bit or something in in the Ryder Cup format. I, I don't I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, I would see that more so with like Tiger and Phil because Phil's been known to be a little scientific, kind of too smart for his own good at times. And I could see those two really hitting it off. But I I don't know, man. It it definitely. I don't think he's as much a lock as as it could get right now. I think that's Tiger and Phil, but uh, I, I think he's pretty. I think he's making a really strong case for himself. And then you had Finau uh, finish second. I mean, you got to give it to these guys who are in the running and they're stepping up and they're performing. You know, unlike Kisner, my boy Shoffle, um You know, these events matter. I mean, I, I do think. Captain Furyk and the rest of them are going to look at the entire body of work over the last, you know, 18 months. Uh, that, that's that's got to be taken into consideration. But you got guys hot coming in um, and just making it really hard not to pick them. And Finau really did a, did a lot for himself this uh, this past weekend as well. I, I I got trolled for my Xander pick. Totally <laughs> got trolled. Got absolutely hammered. It's one of those weeks, man. Like I, I really, really, really like Xander. I believed in Xander. Um, we'll talk about him later tonight. I've got an opinion on him tonight. I, you know what? 
I felt like it was one of those weeks Xander was going to pop. Clearly, I missed it. Now, you miss a cut by a shot. You know, he freaking bogeyed the last hole on Friday to miss the cut, which was absolutely backbreaking for a lot of my lineups. Didn't have a whole lot of green screens as a result. So, you know, coming off a good week the week prior, myself, I didn't have a great week because I had too much Xander. I had no DeChambeau. It just wasn't a great week for me. And, and But thank you to everybody who reminded me that I picked Xander. I appreciate that. I, I did – I did remember uh, talking him up a little bit. I mean, wrote him up, put him in videos. He, he was all over the place for me. It is what it is. I missed it. So I feel like that. I kind of got a little bit of a pass, to be honest, because I had Rom as one of my favorite picks of the week. I faded. Well, I did too, yeah. I faded yeah. Fleetwood, who was – I mean, he wasn't fantastic, but he was, you know, he was up there. and uh, Just not a great week all the way around. We had a few good picks, but – we picked 27 golfers, eight missed the cut. Only two did we get right in the top 10 and five Ooh. in the top 25. The chalk bomb of the week was Mr. Gary Woodland, which I think would be, uh, I think that would qualify as a check mark. So good job on the chalk mark there, uh, on the chalk bomb there, Ben. He finished tied for 48th and was around 13, 15% ownership. It looked like Wednesday night he was going to be around 15 or 16. Came in a little lower at around 13, but. Not a, you know, not a bad chalk bomb. That's for sure. He's been pretty chalk, dead chalk on with that lately. Chalk bomb's pretty been pretty warm lately. It's it's getting it's getting hot right at the right time. If you guys need to subscribe to the chalk bomb, go to tourjunkies.com. Go to the contact form. Fill that out. Tell us that you want the chalk bomb. Then you're gonna get an email right back at you from tourjunkies.com. You're gonna want to click in that email and opt in so that you make sure you get it. Make sure you get it. If you've done that before and it hasn't worked, do it again. It, it might work this time. Check your spam. Um, add info at tourjunkies.com to your, like, acceptable, whatever, email thingies and get that chalk bomb. Now, Pat, I have um, – I, I actually got on my front door today a, a goodie, but it wasn't a goodie for me. Um, it's, it's a goodie for someone of, of the people, a chalk bomb reader. I have a brand new in the shrink wrap M4 TaylorMade driver on my front door today. Ooh. Uh, had to had to get delivered to me, but it's going to our boy John, um, who won a hundred thousand dollars a couple weeks ago. And we we mentioned in the chalk bomb there's a way that you can uh, that that if you win a GPP one of these certain GPPs, we will send you a brand new free TaylorMade driver. And John took down the hundred grand, and then the rich get richer, and he gets a tailor-made driver. So, John, if you're listening, I'll be shipping that to you very, very soon. And uh, thanks for thanks for helping us out, man. We now, as long that. as you're using the TJ, well, I was I was gonna let I was gonna tease that so the people had to get the chalk bomb to know why, like oh, how okay. John got. I it. messed up that. You see what I did there? Yeah. You see what I did? Nice. It's called a tease in the biz, Pat. Um, that we've been doing almost three years now. It's 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 all that is. You just kind of want to tease it, you know. Got to got to download the chalk bomb to figure out how John won the driver. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Now he's with us. Now he's mm. with us. Now he's with us. I'm um, a little slow today. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I mean you're you're still recovering, right? Like, so you had your draft weekend, um, which is just a weekend full of debauchery. You want to tell? You want to fill us in on some of the maybe some of the highlights of that weekend, or you need to leave that out? Man, well, there's probably a lot I got to leave out, but I've, you know, I've discovered over the years we're we're now in like year 14 that it never gets better on on Sunday and Monday. Like it's worse 
every single year. I just it's it's never gonna get better. I'm I'm always just feeling like absolute crap. Yeah, but it's fun. It's a good time. It's good to get with you know twelve guys. We had some funny moments. Um, you know, one of the things that I was telling my wife actually that this one this was an, a moment that I could actually tell her. I, I was just about to say you told her about a moment. Yeah. So on Saturday night. So we were talking about we were talking about uh, Pat 2.0 earlier, you know, um, and he was saying so he on Saturday night in the middle of the night had an awful nightmare, <laughs> and he's in a room. I was not in this room. I, I'm the commissioner of the league, so I was in the best room in the house, which is a king bed and his own bathroom mm. and everything. Mm, uh, but he was in a bunk bedroom with about eight. Well, I'd say six other guys. And he woke up screaming bloody murder. I mean, it was like, oh, oh, and freaked everyone the F out. Even people downstairs in those bedrooms heard it and locked the doors in the outside because, I mean, it was, it was pretty funny. So that was a did he have any? Did he have any recollection of that? I don't know. Maybe his draft was like a nightmare to him. Like he woke up Ooh. thinking about his draft. Ooh. You know, that's funny. I remember that about that. You reminded me about you guys. Like that's that's a that's a Perry family trait passed down, right? Like you and your you and your yeah. dad also have night terrors. We do. Yeah, that's <laughs> night terrors. He had one at the draft <laughs> with with six other guys in the room, freaking him out. You guys are a trip, man. You, you and your dad and your brother could not be more identical people. Like it, it's, I mean, you and your brother are identical twins, obviously, but you're you're so much like your dad. I don't know if you realize that. It's not even funny. And oh, the fact I, that I realize there's some similarities. Oh yeah, yeah, that's an understatement. And the fact that he passed down his night terrors to you at forty, you guys are forty-one years old, having nightmares is the best. <laughs> you know, I haven't had one in a while. Um, that other thing y'all do when you're like falling asleep and you just start you start mumbling and you're like <laughs> like y'all all do that when you you're falling asleep. Oh man, <laughs> I'm trying y'all, to think what else. So I, I I will say this: it was a very lucrative weekend for me because I dominated on the cornhole boards. Yeah, One, tell a total me about that. of about five hundred dollars. You won five hundred dollars on cornhole. Yes. What are you gonna do with the money? What are you? What are you gonna? What are you gonna buy TJ with the money? I don't know. Maybe just use it spending money in Paris. But and then, oh my gosh, uh, I can't really talk about this. I'll send this to you later. There's a pretty funny video of me at the end of the night <laughs> on a Saturday night. Like yeah. yeah, all is lost. Everything's everything's done with. Hmm. And it's it's pretty funny, but I ended up winning a hundred dollars on the poker table. So this this has to do with some of that. Man, look at you! Well, how do you feel about your team? You know, you've had a couple nights of sleep on the team. How do you feel about it? I like the team. You know, this is the second year in a row that I've posted it on our Twitter account, and I, I this year was a little more mixed than last year. Last year I just yeah, got last year you got hammered. Hammered. This year I did get a few people that liked it. Here's the thing. It's all in perspective. It's a 12-team league. Um, there's a lot of keepers that are off the board because everybody gets to keep one person. So, like, Kamara wasn't on the board. Uh, Hunt wasn't on the board. 
Um, there's a lot of guys that just you, you, you couldn't take anyway. So it's not like you're starting off gangbusters in the first round. But I was pretty excited. I was picking number six. And I did not think this would happen, but Antonio Brown fell to me at the sixth slot, mainly because that's good. Yeah, that's the, good. the guy picking fourth wanted Julio Jones. And so that I knew Ooh, was immediately. That's what you get for playing Homer, Homer Georgia. Yeah, boys. and he's a big Atlanta Homer, boys. so he, he played yeah. Julio there. And that's so Antonio fell to me there. The second round, I just didn't like the running backs that were right there, and I wanted one of the best players available. So I took. Rob Gronkowski, I liked him as my second round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was pretty good. Um, then I don't know. Tyreek Hill was my third round pick. That could have been a reach. I don't think so. I really like him this year with Mahomes at quarterback. Uh, I think they're going to stretch the field for sure. Mahomes obviously has a much stronger arm than you saw from Alex Smith. So I, I'm just high on. I'm high on some uh, Tyreek Hill this year. So I like him and I took him. After that, I had to go running back, so I went Alex Collins and Jay Ajayi, and um, yeah. ugh, I can't remember who else. So the running backs are weak, but I know yeah. you know your running backs are going to be weak when you start off with two receivers and a tight end. So. Yeah, but I took a lot of running backs after that, just in the hopes that somebody's going to pan out. And um, I don't know. I really liked my my Drew Brees. I think he was eighth round, and I liked. Jordan Reed, another tight end. I know Oof. he's never healthy, but I got him in like the twelfth or thirteenth round. I thought that was actually a pretty good pick. I am not a fan of that. I, I, Jordan Reed is going to die on the football field. Like I'm, that's gonna, it's going to be sad. That guy, that guy's brain is not good. It's not good. I, I, he's super I, talented I, though. I, I wish he would retire. Healthy. He is super talented, but. I, he can't take another concussion, man. That guy's in trouble. Anyway, this isn't a football podcast. So I just wanted to get your reactions on the draft. <clears throat> glad you had a uh, glad you had a fantastic draft experience. I the, the little bit that I was privy to looked like a lot of fun. I, I do have a tip for you for next year. I have a tip for next year. Okay. Would you like to hear it? Yes. Uh, before you go next year, just seeing what all's happening, you're getting older. You'll be 42 next year at the draft, right? Mm-hmm. You're getting older. You're uh, you're just not you're not the young guy that you used to be. I think it would be wise of you um, to consider applying for Ethos Insurance. Um, our, our friends at Ethos. Think of all those things that you know you worked hard for, and if you go to that draft and kick the bucket, or you know slip into the pool in a drunken stupor, you're you're gone, and you got your house to pay for. The kids got to go to college. You know, your all your lifestyle, your gated community, you, you know that you live in, and Sally needs to keep all that up. So, how do you make sure all that's possible, Pat? If something like that happens, you it's your draft, and so if you if you use getethos.com, you can make sure that happens. So, whereas life insurance was a pain, you don't have to deal with an agent, uh, you don't have to get a blood test. You just you know it's easy paperwork, and uh, you know it's not filled with a bunch of fine print and legal jargon. And with Ethos, the application only takes about 10 minutes. You get honest and upfront pricing and no doctor's appointments for policies under $1 million. Get your free quote and submit your complete application in just 10 minutes now at tourjunkies.getethos.com. One more time, that's tourjunkies.getethos.com. So, Pat, I just think next year, before you go, uh, I just want to make sure in case you you slip down the stairs again or 
you know, you, you take somebody's money at the cornhole that, that you get ethos and you go to getethos.com and you make sure Sally's taken care of. Sally and the boys are taken care of. You, you know, know, I will say, honestly, that there is always at least one or two times every single year during this weekend that I think about my insurance coverage. And that's not an ad. <laughs> that's not an ad. And you know what? When we went to Vegas three years ago for it, it was a yeah. huge, huge thing. When you're on the plane over there, yeah, just like man, you're making sure your premiums paid up and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good, that's probably a good idea for you. Uh, in other news this week, we had we had a fantastic interview come out with Joel Damon. Uh, if you guys have not had a chance to listen to the Joel Damon interview, you really really should. He is incredibly funny. He gave us about an hour of his time. We had a lot of good times with uh, with Joel, and we'll have him back on. I'm sure, um, here in the near future, and pulling for him. I mean, he's like 63rd or something in the FedEx Cup standings right now. Hope he has a great week. Uh, I want to see him in Eastlake for sure, him and Gino. But we had a great native area interview with Joel. I mean, it was really funny. We've had a couple people on Twitter say that was our best interview yet. And I mean, Joel's not the biggest name we've ever interviewed by, by a long shot, but in terms of content, he was an open book. Open book. Love that interview. So you guys need to get in on that for sure. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I, I was I was happy how it turned out, and the feedback has been incredible. So it's good stuff. Pat, I, I, I got I've been thinking. My wheels have been turning a little bit. All right, I, I, you don't. This isn't in the. You don't know I'm going to say this. But you know the season's winding down. We've got you know obviously this event, and then we got two more events. We got the BMW and the uh, and the Tour Championship coming up, right? And then you, you got the Ryder Cup, and then before you know it, the the new season will be here. And Pat and I are working on some new things for the new golf season, right? And I'm pretty excited about some of the stuff. We can't really share a lot of it right now, but I'm pretty excited about what's happening. But I have some other things kind of turning in my head, some little things that I want to, I want to work on for next year, Pat. And I wonder if there are a couple of people out there who would, would be interested in helping the tour junkies do a few things next year. Um, you know, we, I, can't, I can't do everything, and you guys know what Pat does on a week-in, week-out basis. Um, so <laughs> I, I kind of need some help. And, you know, honestly, here's the deal. We're not going to be able to pay you uh, in money. We pay you in TJ swag, um, possibly some uh, some rare TJ experiences, you know, maybe some tickets to some tour events, potentially. Not committing that, but maybe. Um, and we might even be able to hook you up with a free, you know, free access to certain uh, websites that we're affiliated with and uh, things like that. Uh, so that's how we pay you in perks. You know, it's a perky gig. No, uh, no, ten ninety nine at the end of the year. If you run into Pat, maybe some, maybe a sexual favor. If you if you run into Pat, catch him on a good night. Um, maybe a little rosé. You know, some chicken. You never know what happens. But I, I got some things, and 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 I I don't really want to get too specific into the qualifications. But I but I do have one. Quali- I have one that I'm thinking of. I want somebody who lives on the West Coast. Pacific time zone, okay? Pacific time zone, who has a little bit of uh, has a little bit of acumen with Excel or or numbers, whatever. And I'm not talking like crazy. 
me and Pat are not smart enough to even dictate to someone what to do in Excel. So very, 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 you know, just basic knowledge of Excel. Very, very basic. Like, really basic. In the Pacific time zone, that, that's, that's one person that I'm, I'm kind of looking for. So if you meet that criteria and you'd be willing to help out and, and ex- in exchange for some perky things and help the Tour Junkies out next season, um, you need to email us, info at tourjunkies.com. And then uh, the other one is um, if, you've, if you've got a little, a little acumen or a little desire to do some, some Photoshop, like video kind of stuff, GIF kind of stuff or GIF, whatever, um, if you can kind of do that stuff on the fly, if you got a little bit of that in you, uh, and you, and you want to, you want to, you want to help out the old tour junkies, old DB and Pat, you know, hit us up info at tour That's, that's all I got, Pat. You didn't know that was coming. Any thoughts on that? Are you worried about your job or anything right now? No, I'm not. No. I mean, I, I think, uh, any help we can always get is good. And, as you know, we talked about this at the very beginning of the show. Me and technology just don't don't go together well. By the way, I love so technology, true. love it. We just don't yeah. we just don't fit together well. Yeah. So any help we can get is always good, and we got some talented people out there. I've seen it. I've seen yeah. it from some of our listeners. So for sure. I mean, and Ben Ben Little and Ash Morrison have been fantastic for us. They're, they're going to keep rocking, man. They're going to keep doing their thing. I'm really, actually, really excited to see Ash in about 30 days, Pat. And in 30 days, you and I will be in Paris. Oh, man, I'm just thinking about, again, Pat in Paris with language barriers and his OCD-ness. And it is just going to be so magical, people. So, so, so magical. Uh, I cannot wait. But Ash is going to be there. The last time we saw Ash was Sunday at Hazeltine, walking off the golf course, giving him a hug, telling him, hey, man, good to meet you. Enjoyed it. Sorry about your Euros that we just stomped a mud hole in. Uh, see you later. And, and, he, and he, he flew across the ocean, and there he is. And, and that, that little, that little four-day stint in Minnesota – struck up the friendship and ash has been uh, working with tj ever since and he's such a great dude looking forward to hanging out with him um and getting to getting to spend some time with him over in paris he's going to be there i think we're even going to get to play some golf with him yeah uh, which would be a good time we get to hang and out of course, with moose again get to hang out with moose and mara mrs moose that's going to be great moose of fantasy national golf club we're gonna it's gonna be fantastic dude i cannot wait for the Ryder Cup. In preparation for the Ryder Cup, we've got our t-shirts out right now. There are two t-shirts on tourjunkies.com available for pre-order. One is the Brookline replica shirt, which you've probably all seen by now. And I'm telling you, we have about 12 shirts left, maybe 11 shirts left. Um, So if you want a, and we're not ordering anymore. So if you want a Brookline t-shirt, replica t-shirt, you better get it, and I'm just going to tell you that when when these puppies get on air in Paris, you're going to be the talk of the town when you have one because only, like, very few people are going to have one. Um, so that's there. And then our new shirt is the Patrick Reed Captain America T-shirt. And so <laughs> it is phenomenal. It is literally – it's an illustrated image of Patrick Reed with his choker necklace uh, in his Ryder Cup gear, hand to the ear, giving it to Rory – a bald eagle on his shoulder, and none other 
than Tiger Woods in the clouds, Tiger God, looking down upon his begotten son of the Ryder Cup, saying, <laughs> well done, I approve, and American flags blowing in the wind. It is a beautiful image, beautiful image, sure. It really is. And, and you're, you're going to want one. It's magic. And that one's only 25 bucks. You can get it for 25 bucks. Go to tourjunkies.com and get it right now because when we're out of those, we're out. Those are going to be pretty popular, too. You need to go ahead and order because uh, we, we're going to have to mail stuff out before Ryder Cup. By the way, if you pre-ordered the Brookline shirt, we have them, and they are going out in the mail this week. So you will have them before Ryder Cup, obviously, well before Ryder Cup. So there you go. Um, I think that's enough about Ryder Cup. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah, uh, we're going to have so much talk about the Ryder Cup here coming soon. Yeah. All right, Pat, hit us with the course breakdown for the Dell Technologies Open, my friend. Yeah, so this week we are at the Dell Technologies Championship at TPC Boston, playing 7,342 yards. It's a par 71. They've played here since, I believe it's about 2003. So we got a good amount of course history when it comes to this tournament. Uh, Grass surface this week is going to be bent grass greens. I think they're going to run pretty quick. Uh, but you know what? They aren't terribly undulating. They're, they're going to be pretty, I think, simple greens. So if you hit approaches in the right spots, you should have great looks at scoring. So I think strokes gained approach is going to be huge this week. Um, they are smaller greens. Um, but still, I think you just if you've got good approaches into these greens, you're going to be scoring well. Length is definitely an advantage to me this week. I mean, I think, you know, when you look at it over the years, um, it's it's there are some shorter hitters that have won here before, but I still think length is a good advantage to have. The fairways aren't too difficult to hit. The rough is pretty manageable. So again, not a very difficult course. There should be some scoring here. You got three par fives, two I believe are pretty you know easily reachable from at least the bombers in the field, and then you've got the seventh hole playing at 600 yards. But bombers again should still have a shot if they want to to go for that. You got four par threes here. Three of them played between 210 and 230 yards. Pretty difficult par threes. Um, you know, one's playing at 187, um, but they're good par threes. I do think there will be some scoring, but I think you're mostly going to see the scoring on the par fours here. As far as there, there's some shorter par fours, even some that might be drivable if you actually bomb it. And then, um, and the par fives are, are relatively easy. Um, Looking at stats for me, I think definitely recent form. I always really, especially in the playoffs, I tend to weigh recent form even more than I normally do because you typically see these guys just kind of go on a run. Uh, we've seen guys in the past like uh, Horschel, and who's obviously already started pretty well. Um, you know, even DeChambeau could have a run here after what he did last week. Course history, of course, strokes gained approach, strokes gained off the tee. Uh, looking at past champs. Um, by the way, I did look at putting as a stat. It's not something I always look at, but I looked at sort of recent form as far as putting's concerned, especially on these greens where, again, they're not too difficult. I want to see the guys that are that are knocking in birdie putts. So I did look at that. Looking at past champs, we had JT last year in 2017, Rory in 2016, Ricky in 2015. Three bombers right there. Chris Kirk. 2014, and then Henrik Stenson in 2013. Uh, one of the things to remember this week, we got only 100 players in the field. They will still do a cut at, at 70 in ties. So it will still be a cut 
but again, after this, I think this is the last cut event of the year. Is that right, David? Yeah, and there's only 99 players. Francesco Sorry, not yet. I, I forgot. A hundred players originally, but we've had some uh, people get out. So, well, just Molinari, just so, a person. So a person got out. Um, by the way, an, another little interesting quirk about this tournament, it starts Friday instead of Thursday. It's one yeah. of the, the only tournament all year where you see that with a finish on Monday. Yeah, so as a result, the chalk bomb will probably hit Thursday evening instead of Wednesday evening like normal so we can get our, you know, our, our, our bearings behind ownership and things like that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I agree with you for the most part, Pat. I think TPC Boston does favor a longer hitter. I think it favors ball strikers. Um, so strokes gain off the tee, strokes gain approach are pretty important to me. I looked at that in the last 12 rounds. Um, proximity I looked at. DraftKings scoring I looked at. And I, I looked at putting too, but I, I looked at bent grass putters that putt well on really fast bent grass screens because that's kind of what these are. Um, it's a pure track with really pure greens. They're fast and they're bent. Um, it's just a, if you've ever putted on bent grass greens that are fast, there's just nothing better. It's absolutely, it's magical because the ball goes where it looks like it's gonna go. It's just beautiful. I love putting on fast bent grass greens. Agree with you. Uh, so do a few of these guys in this field. Um, I, yeah, I, I think obviously with 99 players and 70 something getting through the cut line. There's going to be a huge percentage of players that get 6-6 six six through on DraftKings or FanDuel or 7-7 seven seven if you're playing Fantasy Draft or whatever. So you're going to have a lot more guys getting the cut. I think leverage, 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 leverage is super important if you're playing in GPPs this week especially. Um, don't be afraid to step out there a little bit. I'm, I'm looking at a couple different ways to build lineups. I'm going to build some studs and duds lineups. I'm also going to build some more balanced lineups. But... Uh, I definitely want to – I mean, we're going to tell you who we like here tonight. It's Monday night. But, I mean, I think in an event like this, it's it's really critical to, to think about ownership a little bit uh, come Thursday night. Now, you've got obviously a really stacked field and a lot of talent in here, so you may not have guys that are just, uh, you know, absurd ownership at like 35%. But I, I do think if you get some really, really good players, which you, you have in this field, uh, or they wouldn't be here – that are you know sub five percent sub six percent it's worth having a a handful of those guys in your player pool be disciplined in your player pool uh since you've got you know it's not a normal field you got 144 players i think discipline in the pool is is important if you just you know if you really want to have a good week and 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 not just uh basically um you know play yourself right out of it by having exposure to too many guys so I think limiting that player pool, 15 guys, 20 guys, if you're playing a lot of lineups or so, um, I think that's important. Ownership, ownership, ownership. Uh, FedEx Cup, Bubble Boys, I mean, we, we saw it last week. I mean, man, Ryan Palmer, Nick Watney made some big moves last week. Um, so I think FedEx Cup, Bubble Boys, so your guys who have to get to that 70 number to be able to play next week at the BMW, and then even the guys who are, you know, on the fringe looking at Eastlick. I mean, they – you know, I think that's important. So I'm not going to weight those guys as heavily yet this week, but I think you want to look at both the you know the 70 bubble and the top 30 bubble. And then I you know the Ryder Cup is the factor, man. This is the this is a big week. You know, after this week, Jim Furyk and the captains are going to make three selections when this golf tournament is over. 
leaving only one more wild card pick for uh, for the tour championship time, and and that's going to be, you know, that's going to be. I, I would I would be willing to bet that two of those three selections are going to be Phil and Tiger. I think he's going to go ahead and get those out of the way. Um, so that leaves one more to come out after after this week, and then another one before we get to to, to East Lake. So. I think, I think that's if important. Too, if, you, if you think that's not important, just look at last week. I mean, yeah, two guys exactly. who are battling for spots finished one-two. I mean, that yep. tells you all you need to know. Yeah, and and the same goes for the Europeans. There's a few guys here in the in the uh, in the field Europeans that are looking to continue to climb up the Ryder Cup ranks. Uh, it's a little more subjective over there um, for for Thomas Bjorn and the captains over there. But that's that's a thing too. So. Um, there's a lot of stuff to factor in, but I love it. I love weeks like this where you can really get an edge. You really just got to think through it, take some take some uh, some some ownership leverage, take a stand and fade the guys that you need to fade, and, you know, and and then uh, and then narrow tighten up that player pool and have some fun with it. So I, I'm excited about the week. I think this is a I think it's a good week to play, um, and it's really to me it's like the last really good week to play DFS especially until the new season starts. I mean, because, you know, you basically got a glorified W, you got a WGC event next week with a no cut 70 players and then 30 players at Eastlake is kind of a crapshoot. So um, this is kind of the last good week where, you know, I, I'm spending the normal amount of my bankroll uh, up until the first event of the new season in October. So with that being said, Pat, let's, uh, let's get into it. Uh, let's look at the 10K range and above. You got a number of guys, six guys here. DJ, Justin Thomas, Brooks, Rory is back with us after he took a week off to kind of reset himself, apparently, after a pretty poor outing the last time we saw him. Jason Day and Jordan Spieth, who Jordan kind of, you know, crept up there late last week and looks like he might have found found a little bit of form. In this top tier, I'm going to give you two guys, Pat. I'm, I'm, I'm planning my flag on two guys and uh, the first one is Justin Thomas, your defending champ. Got to go with JT here. The form, I mean, eighth place this past week, a sixth place before that, and obviously won the week before that. Um, I just I, I love JT here. He, he seems like a perfect fit for the golf course. First in strokes gained approach over the last 12 rounds and fourth in DraftKings points. Love JT. I think he's a no-brainer at 11-4. I don't have a problem working in working him into lineups whatsoever, and then just below him, Brooks Kepka at eleven thousand. I'm going to continue to ride the hot form with Brooks. He, he led a few, you know. I, I feel like that he could have won that tournament last week. He kind of he just didn't he didn't he didn't close the door on the putting green, uh, but he finished eighth. Then he won the week before, and then fifth the week before that. Or his last three tournaments, an eighth, a win, and a uh, fifth place finish. I just think Brooksy is uh, is primed. He, he's one of these guys who last week gained – I'm going to talk about this tonight. I got a few guys who gained strokes last week from tee to green but lost strokes with the putter. Brooks is one of those guys. He gained 2.57 strokes last week tee to green and lost nearly a stroke putting, which is unlike Brooks. He's normally a very good putter. And if you look in the last 50 rounds, so I looked at long-term history on really fast bent grass. Brooks is 10th in this field in the last 50 rounds. And then in the last 12 rounds, first in strokes gained off the tee, third in strokes gained approach, and first in DraftKings points. I absolutely love Brooks. 
He checks as many boxes as possible for me. Um, I don't care the ownership on either one of these guys. I, I think in this top range, I don't think ownership really – I think you just plant your flag on a couple of them and roll with it. So those are the two guys I really, really like this week. Do you think Brooks is getting – there's any kind of, you know, maybe a little bit of fatigue factor. He's, you know, he's he's played – few weeks in a row now well, I guess he did skip the Wyndham but I, I don't know I mean you know he's he's solidified in that top 30 I guess you are trying to position yourself well to to get in that you know in that one slot but I mean he <clears throat> I don't think he's played I mean I don't think he's played that much he played the uh he, he played the PGA cha- obviously won the PGA championship well he played and I mean, then he's he, played five he's played five Five out of the last six weeks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think ten million dollars in a FedEx Cup champion status is quite the motivator for Brooks. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm uh, not. I'm not really going against you there. I'm just. I'm just kind of wondering a little bit. But I, I don't know. We we talk about the DGF mode for Brooks Kepka. I don't know if he's going to make his move this week or next week. I mean, probably like. He, but he could anytime he wants. It seems like. But. I'm with you though. I mean, Kepka's always good. You got JT there. I think he's a good play. I really like Rory this week. You know, he's had a little bit of a break, a couple week break. Um, I like his price at ten six. He's obviously played well here before. He's won what twice here, so I think it's a it's a course that he likes. A course that he could should play well on. Um, not going to put as much of a you know emphasis on what he did at the PGA Championship. He was fantastic before that with a six at the Bridgestone and then second at the Open. So I really like Rory here. I, I think he is a great play. I think his ownership is going to be interesting. I'd like to see it you know come when we look at Fanshare come Wednesday or whatever, or even Thursday. Now we get a little bit more time this week to kind of hone in on what his ownership is going to be. And if I'm going to get a little bit lower ownership for him, I will definitely play a lot of him this week. He may be my highest owned player. And I think he wants to make a little run here at this at the FedEx Cup, but also leading up to the Ryder Cup, wants to show his game is, is on form. Look, all year long he's been solid. Now, is, is he's not winning majors, but he's been solid it's just every single tournament for the most part. So... I think he's just a solid play this week. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think I get the Rory play. He would probably be my my next my next look here. I get the Rory play. I, I'm going to wait and see on it. I'm not really sure what's going on with, with Rory and some of the inconsistency. I, 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 I guess you're right. I mean, he's been solid when you look at it. I, I just – I think he's also had – some really rough weeks. Um, I, I just I think you get more safety with JT and Brooks, and you get just as much upside with with both of those guys. Um, and I don't think the ownership is going to be that much different because there's so many good guys up here. I think it's going to kind of even out. So for me, I, I think it makes more sense to go Brooks and JT. But um, all right, let's get into the nine K range. I got two guys, two guys that I like in the nine K range, and both miss the cut last week Justin Rose and John Rahm both missed the cut last week but I'm I Rose at 9300 was at 26 he was 26% owned in most contests on DraftKings last week missed the cut big shocker there like the dude just never never does that he's as steady as they come 9300 um you know it's not like he had a, a horrible 
two days. I mean, he shot plus four, missed the cut by four shots or whatever it was. But before that, the form just absolutely amazing. Um, Rose is just – I think Rose has been as steady as they come at 9,300. I think this golf course suits his game from a ball striker standpoint. You know, I think about fast bent grass greens. I think about the Augusta National. You think about a guy who's played really well at the Augusta National, Justin Rose. I, I just think last week was maybe a little bit of a, um, an anomaly for old Justin Rose. And I'm, I'm hoping – that the 26% ownership gets down to, like, 15. I would love to see Rosie at, like, 15%. Get, give me Rose at 15% projections on Thursday night as we're getting ready to make lineups, and I will be, I will be twice that in, in my own lineups. Um, so I, I'm confident with Rose. Now, <clears throat> John Rahm, um, here's, here's what a little birdie told us about John Rahm last week. John Rahm decided that last week would be a good idea to switch putters. To, to, to switch putters. And apparently, by his near DFL finish, um, John Rahm did not make the greatest choice in switching said putters. He finished plus six. He only made five birdies. Um, he missed well, he's the cut. 86 he's in strokes gain putting over the last 24 rounds. So yeah, yeah. Not, so not working out there. Uh, the same birdie told us that putter from last week ended up in the trash can. So he's going back to the old putter, which, you know, like you said, in the last 24 rounds, not great, but we've seen John Rahm putt with that thing uh, and be just fine. He finished tied for fourth here last year, uh, and on average last week he was around 15% owned. I think Rahm could be around 10%, maybe less. With the talent in this field, the amount of people that aren't really – digging Rom right now with the whole, you know, with his temper and kind of his volatility and all that kind of stuff. And then they see him, you know, near DFL last week. I think he could sneak sub 10%. And if he does, again, he's a guy that I think you go you go overweight on, you maybe have twice the amount of him, you know, and, and even if he does continue to crap down his leg, he's not absolutely killing your weekend. But the upside for a guy like John Rom, the scoring ability, the bombing, um, the ball striking ability, uh, I, I just think is is too good to really to really pass up. So I'm going Rom and Rose. Those are my guys. Well, I actually had two guys that I liked also that I thought were going to be maybe get some lower ownership because of the the week prior performance, and it was the same as you with Justin Rose and John Rom. So I like both of those players. I think wow. um, as much as you know, Rom was one of my favorite guys last week. I'm not going to abandon him this week. I'm going to play him. I think it's a good play. Uh, like you said, fourth last year obviously is um, great off the tee. So I think Rom is, is just fantastic. Now, here's the thing. I'm a big fan of Tiger this week. You know, we talk about Tiger. He's kind of a hit or miss every week. But I like him on courses where, you know, the fairways are a little bit easier to hit. Um, you know, he's obviously plenty long enough here. Uh, he's ninth in the field in ball striking, ninth in birdie or better percentage. He's second in strokes gained approach. Um, so I think that Tiger Woods is a good play this week. Now, what his ownership is going to be, your guess is as good as mine. David, you probably are better at guessing it. It's probably going to be higher than I think it's going to be. But I do still like playing some Tiger. Um, I think okay. he, he's got – there's a couple things here for me. He obviously is – Going to make the Ryder Cup, but I still think he 
you know, wants to prove himself. I think he wants to get into the tour championship at the end of the year. I think that's a huge factor for him as well. So I like his motivation this week. I think it's uh, it's just one of those, you know, last week was, I don't think, the greatest course for him. I like this one better. Um, now, if you want to go back to the last time he played here, it was in 2013, and he finished like 60-something. I'm not really putting a whole lot of, you know, emphasis on that. So I do like some Tiger this, this week at 9,700. Back to Rom, there are four players who in the last 50 rounds have putted better than John Rahm on fast bent grass greens. Four players, Jordan Spieth, Zach Johnson, Kevin Kisner, and Jason Day. I think if there's a, if there's a week for him to maybe bounce back with the putter, we know how volatile the, the putter can be. It can come and go, uh, get him on a surface that he's, that he's historically done really well on. I, I think this is a good spot for Rahm. So 9,100, I'll take it. I, I get the Tiger love. Um, I still don't think he's going to be that high. I mean, I I just think it's going to be so spread out here this week with a lot of good guys. Um, I mean, I think 20% at the most for Tiger, maybe. Maybe 22, which, you know, on a regular week isn't that crazy. So no. I'm okay with that. Um, I, you know, I love Patrick Cantlay at 9,000, but I just think he's going to be very high-owned. Um, uh, Cantlay's he is been, just on been, a heater. He is on an absolute heater. So if you just want to play him, man, I mean, play in cash, I don't. No reason and, not to. And I, mean, I can't argue with playing him. In this, you know, this week though, I still think you gotta. I think this is one of those weeks where in cash, you still kind of got to think about ownership a little bit. I do. I, mean, I, I agree. I've, I think you're right. I've you played do. weeks like this in cash where you get six to six through, and you're like almost near the 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 back twenty percent of the of the field. I mean, so you kind of. You know, you can't just load up with all the chalk plays uh, in cash here. I, I think you got to be a little off the beaten path. But I, I can't make an argument against playing Patrick Cantlay. I can't do it at all. Um, all right, so why don't you start with the 8K? I got a number of guys in the 8K range. I only gave you two in the 10s, two in the 9s. I got a number of guys in the 8K. Why don't you start? We'll see if there's any overlap. Wow, yeah, so I, I do like this range. Um, I'll start off right at the top there, though, with Finau and DeChambeau. I don't, again, I think you can play them this week. I mean, obviously vying for those Ryder Cup spots, they're hot right now. I think they can continue to be hot. Um, they're, you know, the price is still good for both of them. I mean, you look at Finau, he's gained 34 strokes on the field over his last six events. And then DeChambeau is, you know, obviously coming off of a win, $8,700. I think that's a great price for him. Um, I think he led the field in strokes gained approach last week. I, I, I may be wrong, but that was – I think that's that's where Who he Who are you talking went. about? DeChambeau. Uh, I don't think he did in strokes gained approach. Now, he, he and Finau Or maybe it was both, greens in regulation, but they were both up there. He and Finau both are guys who gained strokes tee to green and lost strokes on the on the putting green last week. Bryson gained 2.3 strokes tee to green and lost 0.71 strokes. Finau gained 4.16 tee to green and lost one and a half, uh, which is about typical for Tony Finau. <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally typical. Either way, I like them both. I don't think that's any. There's no secret there. I mean, that's kind of an obvious play. Um, a guy I was off last week who I'm going to be back on this week is Fleetwood at 8,500. I do the like guy you're off, but you're on now. Is that what you said? I said a guy that I was off last week that I am on this week. And okay, that's okay. Tommy Fleetwood. He's 
checks yep. the box off the tee. Birdie or better percentage. Um, he's second in the field in DraftKings scoring. Um, you know, he's been putting pretty well lately over his last 24 rounds, so I do like that. Um, so I think Fleetwood could be a good play this week. And then I like some Patrick Reed. We talked about the T-shirt earlier. A guy who doesn't really check a whole lot of boxes for me, but I think this is just going to be a week. This, he's one of those just I got a feeling about, you know, so I'm not going to be throwing out a bunch of stats with him. But he's played extremely well on this course. He's got three straight top ten finishes, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth here. Uh, so I love that about him. So I think Patrick Reed could be a very good play this week. Also, Phil Mickelson, another guy, you know, get he's going to get on the Ryder Cup team, but he finished sixth last year here. Showed a little bit of better play last week, and I think that uh, he's trying to get himself into form come Ryder Cup, so I do like some Phil Mickelson at 8,200. All right, well, there's a lot of agreement here, but I think the bigger question is, because this 8K range feels really good, is there anyone in here that you you are full-on fading? You, like, you can make a really good reason to fade him. Oh, man. Um I still think you can fade Hideki. I think the only reason I may, you may throw an argument is ownership with him because people just seem to not like him right now. But uh, and I think you could play you could play Stenson as a fade too. I mean, this is a week where you can take a lot of risk. Or I feel like if you're especially in GPPs, and if you want to do that, then you need to fade Hideki and Stenson right here in this range. I think those are the two like glaring names that pop out at me as guys I may fade for tournament lineups just because they're, you know, typically always pretty high-owned. Webb may be another guy at 8,300. Hmm. Okay. Well, one of my absolute favorite plays in this range is Hideki. And I don't think... I don't think you can make any reason to fade. Why? What reason can you find to fade Hideki? What? <laughs> what? What? What reason can you give me to fade Hideki? I don't. I mean, I could. I mean, he's. I don't know. I mean, he's not gonna. He's probably not gonna win. I don't. He's think probably he's, not gonna win. He's not that's gonna outplay his value. I don't think. I don't. I mean, I don't. At eighty nine hundred, that's one of the cheapest prices you get him all year. Yeah, but I don't think he's gonna finish in the, like the top twenty five. He's not going to you don't score. think Hideki Matsuyama can finish in the top 25 of a 99-man field? No, and I don't think he's going to score a ton this week either. Why? Based on what? I don't know. Just based off of how I feel about him. <laughs> you have no idea. You just threw that out there. I think Hideki is a fantastic play. First of all, he's 58th in the FedEx Cup standings. So, I mean, he's, he's likely in for next week. But it's not a guaranteed thing, and the boy has played Eastlake a few years now. I think he'd like to be out back out at Eastlake, and he's got to he's got to make a move if he wants to play Eastlake. In his last two events, he's gone fifteenth and eleventh. Um, I mean, listen to the bot. He's top. Well, he's thirty fourth in the field in strokes gained off the tee, so not great. Fourth in strokes gained approach. Eighth in DraftKings points. Eighty nine hundred bucks. I think 
I think Hideki's a no-brainer. He was like 8% owned last week. He's not. His ownership hasn't been great. With Finau right there, he's sandwiched between Finau and Cantlay, who are going to eat up a ton of ownership, then DeChambeau. I bet he's still like 12% or less. I don't think you he's gonna, a must-play at all. I really don't. Oh, jeez. I, I, you give me an What has he shown you all year long to say that he's a must-play? Well, I mean, I, I'm not – I'm not. I'm also looking at recent form, but I mean, he he's definitely gone on runs this year, and he's on he's kind of on one right now. I mean, his last missed cut was the Open Championship. He's coming into form. I mean, dude, his last eight rounds have been in the 60s. These are his last eight rounds: 69, 68, 64, 65. I'm sorry, one round: 67, 73, 67, 68. He's in way better form than your boy Rory McIlroy up at the top. Way better form. I mean, you can throw numbers out at me all day long. You can do this to the, the listeners. Those are, can, can, numbers are called facts. Like, yeah, but it, you're if just you going, don't have oh, a good feeling about a guy, you just don't have a good feeling about him. I can't, like, sit there. That's and, fine. That, that's fine. That, then that's all you got to say. But don't sit here and t- say, oh, well – you, you know what? What can you tell me about his body of work for the year that makes you think he's a lock? Well, I I can say that because I don't think he's had a great year. Well, by that definition, like half the people you've named haven't had a great year. For Hideki, as far as for the type caliber player he is, he has not had a great year. You're like you can't. You're trying to compare. Like you're sitting there saying, "All right, I'm going to compare Hideki to whoever else is in this." range like a, a you know a Mickelson or a Horschel or a Leishman or whoever guys who haven't been great for a few years I mean you're talking about Hideki he's been one of the top golfers in the world you got to compare him to the right people yeah you're getting him at 8900 bucks and I think he's in he's in he's he's in as good a form as he's been all season so I don't I don't understand why it's that hard of a play I think it's a, I think it's a great play I, I, I play him in cash play. I play him in cash and I play him in GPPs um, moving on. God, he's in such a great spot too, sandwiched between Cantley and Finau. People are just gonna skip him. Um, yeah, and they're gonna be wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, I love Finau here. Uh, I just, man, dude, I, I want to be on Finau when he wins. I'm just gonna be pissed if I'm not. So, I don't know. Finau is gonna be one of the chalkier plays of the whole week, but it's hard to avoid him. Um, I totally agree with your Fleetwood call. I think Fleetwood's a good play this week. You've got um, – he's getting 33 strokes total in his last six rounds. 33 strokes. That's a that's a lot of strokes. Uh, Fleetwood's just playing really good right now. I, I, I like Fleetwood at 85 hundy. And actually, believe it or not, I had circled here Mr. Patrick Reed. Ooh. Patrick Reed's last three times out here – a sixth, a fifth, and a fourth. Um, you know, he's going to go low on because he's Patrick Reed and people don't like playing Patrick Reed. He's another one of those guys who last week, uh, on his way to a T25, kind of a lackluster T25, but he gained 1.96 strokes T to green and lost 1.33 putting, which is unlike Patrick Reed. Um, but at the same time, now you're going to get him on fast, bent grass surfaces, and over the last 50 rounds, he is sixth in the field, just behind John Rahm. 
in strokes game putting on fast bent grass greens. I, I think Reed is definitely a play, and I think he's another one. I think he's a good GPP play. I think he's a good cash play. I think he's a guy in cash. You can get a, a high-caliber player in cash for probably a little bit lower ownership, which I think, like we said, could matter a little bit. So I'm, I'm in on Reed. My only like firm fades here in the 8K range would be I – th- I think I agree with you on Stenson. Um, <clears throat> and I think Leishman. Leishman's form, not good. Not checking any boxes. He's just not been the same Mark Leishman. Uh, to me, those are like the only two. I mean, Billy Horschel's definitely coming around. He's checking a lot of boxes. It's hard to pay for him in that range when you consider the guys below him. But uh, it's it's hard to make a case against him the way he's playing. He doesn't so, have a great history, though, here. I mean, he's missed two straight cuts. was 72 in 2015 he did finish t2 in 2014 yeah history's not great so i mean there's another one last last week gained 2.8 strokes t to green and lost like a quarter of a point putting like i mean just t to green game is really really solid right now um for billy ho so i don't know i think i think stenson and leishman are the only two like clear fades for me where if people you know just needed somebody that i absolutely was not going to play it'd probably be those two so all right, a lot of disagreement with Hideki there, huh? So that's the hot-button pick of the week right now? Mm-hmm. All right, why don't you start us in the higher 7K range, like 75 and above. we got to move. All right, so 7K high. I would say I'm, I think you're not going to agree with these, but I like Paul Casey and I like Louis Oosthuizen. I, at, you know, I actually have them both checked. Casey at 7,900, Oosty at 7,800. Looking at just at course history, Casey's is very good. Over the last two years, he was fourth and second. And then you look at Oosthuizen in his last three years. He's got a top 30 last year, T8 and 16, T12 in 2015. But another thing about Oosti is he's actually played fairly decent recently. He's got some good recent form. He hasn't finished outside the top 30 in his last three events. So I do like that. He's gained 11 and a half strokes on the field. Now, Paul Casey is another story. He hasn't been very good at all. But I like him getting on a course that, you know, he likes, that he's played well on. You know, obviously two straight top five finishes. He gained 21 strokes in the field uh, during that time frame. So I think those two guys are very good plays. They're going to be lower owned. Um, so those are my two favorite above 7,500. Well, I have them both. I actually have them both checked. I like them both. Um, I mean, you got Usti at 69th in the FedEx Cup standings as well, so he's got to have a good week, or he's uh, he's not going to make it to the BMW next week. Uh, so I think I think that's definitely in play. And you're right, forms have been pretty good. Um, and then you know Casey, who's been a Ryder Cup staple here for a while, is actually 35th in the European Tour Ryder Cup standings now. You know, Europe has done. Europe traditionally will pick some of those. Uh, you know, they'll pick some of those veterans who've who've played a lot um, and have the experience. I, I don't know that he's off the team right now, but I think he needs to show some form this week. Um, and he definitely checks the box from from a ball striking standpoint from the fairway. Off the tee's been a little bad here lately, but at seventy nine hundred, that's a pretty good value that we get for Paul Casey. I think he's uh, definitely in play, and you know T four here last year and T two in twenty sixteen. So uh, I, I'm there. I, I like those. I will add Terrell Hatton. You were on him last week. I wasn't. I'm on him this week. 
I don't know your thoughts, but he's 71st in the FedEx Cup standings. So he's like Usti. He's kind of right there on the bubble. Uh, he's got to make a move. So I think Hatton is interesting. Um, and that's, I mean, his form too. I mean, 20th, 10th, and a 28th in his last three outings. So at 7,700, I like him. He checks the box and strokes gain off the tee, strokes gain approach. Um, so I, I like Hatton. Th- those are probably the three for me. If we drop down below 7,500 quickly, um, all right, well, I'll just – I'm getting back – I'm staying on Xander, okay? I'm staying with it. 7,200 for Xander Schauffele. The, the Xander Schauffele is just one of these guys, man. He is hot one minute and cold the next. He missed it by a shot, by a shot last week. And who knows the run he could have gone on. He's got the Ryder Cup pressure. He just saw Finau and, and – uh, uh, DeChambeau, you know, do do what they're doing. Um, I just, I'm just believing in big time Xander showing up this week. He's got to make a move for the Ryder Cup. So I, I'm going back to the well on Xander Schauffele. I'm also going to hop on Cabrera Bello, who finished 60th last week and was 17% owned. But Bello needs to, you know, solidify the Ryder Cup selection as well. And he's got FedEx Cup points to worry about. He's 59th in the FedEx Cup right now. Um, so I, I like, I like Bellow. Um, he's in decent form too. Not, not, not terrible other than last week. So those two guys, I like, I, I might have a little bit of Stuart sink. I'm going to get back on sink even after last week. I think he's looking good. So that's probably it in the seven K. Wow. I thought you might throw out Keegan, who's a guy I haven't thrown out a lot this year, but I do like Ugh. him this week. I like him this week. I, I've, I, don't, I can't even remember the last time I picked him, but I think he is. This is the week to play him. 7200 on DraftKings, I think, is a great price for him. Um, you know, again, is in pretty decent form. And you know what? He's played here well here in the past. You know, looking at his last four times playing here, he's made the cut with two top 16 finishes, a 25th finish, a 35th finish. 7200 I think, is a good price for that. I mean, he's gained 16 strokes on the field, so I do like some Keegan Bradley. Um, you know, a guy that I think was surprising to me that finished well last week that I think is just could be a uh, sort of a gut play again is Cam Smith at 7000 Played really well last week. I like him when he gets hot. He's one of those players that I think is sort of streaky. So I think if you want to play a streaky player, Cam Smith is a guy to play. Also, Kisner at 7,000 down at the mm-hmm. bottom. We know he is trying to just desperately trying to make this Ryder Cup team. If any week he's going to do it, and any week he's going to try to make a case, this it's is the be week now. to do it. It's got to be this week. I know this isn't the greatest course for him when it comes to, you know, it's a little bit longer, but I think he can play this course well. So he's just he's got to do it this week because I, I think it's too late. After this week, it's too late. So if you want to roll off that Ryder Cup feel, I would go with Kevin Kisner at that seven thousand range. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this is Kiz's last week for sure. Yeah, I think he's got to make a case here, even if he plays really well at the BMW and. Uh, I still don't think it's going to be enough unless he won in some kind of dramatic dramatic fashion um pat we've already kind of talked about this a little bit but we are getting very close to college football the nfl football season is here 
Georgia games about to fire up, fantasy football drafts, and our friends at Vivid Seats want to help you find your seats to the action. Whether it's sports, concerts, or theater, Vivid Seats, all their confirmed orders are backed by 100% buyer guarantee. If you're a diehard football fan, you got to check them out, man. If you're an NFL fan, college fan, doesn't matter. And right now, Vivid Seats is giving Tour Junkies podcast listeners an exclusive discount off their first order. Go to VividSeats.com, or you can download the app. And from now until the end of August, that's not very long. That's not very long. That's like a couple days. You can enter promo code TOURJUNKIES, all one word, for 10% off your first order. That's for new customers only. There is no better way to celebrate the return of football than by being there in the crowd, smelling the smells, drinking the beers, mm. checking out the I love I love like people watching, you know. Uh, and Vivid Seats Vivid Seats will help you get there. Go to vividseats.com, enter promo code TOURJUNKIES to receive 10% off your first order. Big shout out to our friends at Vivid Seats. I hope to get to a couple games here. Yes, me too. Uh, let's round out the 6K range. I've got two guys that I really 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 like. Okay, and they're actually the two cheaper guys. Uh, and then I've got two more guys that I might have a sprinkle of. Uh, the first guy is Joel Damon, $6,400. The reason Joel missed the cut last week is the putter. Most weeks, that is the reason that Joel Damon will miss the cut. But Tita Green, in the last 12 rounds, he's 11th in strokes gained off the tee, 9th in strokes gained approach, 10th in DraftKings scoring in the last 12 rounds. He just can't putt. And just like a lot... You know, just like a lot of these guys, like I, I want to pick guys who the flat stick may have left them. If it comes back, if it pops, if it just gets to average, he's going to have a great week. At $6,400, that is dirt cheap for Joel Damon. The other guy that I really like here at 67 is C.T. Pan. So these are a couple of maybe more chalky guys, if you will, for 6 k you know, um, price tags. But I just think they're too good of values. And I can play JT, and I can play Brooks, and I can pair up these guys, and I, I can still round out a nice little lineup. Remember, only 99 players in the field, top 70 in ties make the cut. CT checks the box and strokes gained approach and DraftKings points scored. Hadn't been too bad off the tee either, so I like CT Pan at 67 hundy. And both Joel and CT Pan are looking at FedEx Cup stuff. I mean, Joel's 76 in the FedEx Cup, so if he doesn't move up to 70 or better, he's out. Uh, this is his last week. And then C.T. Pan is 72nd. So they're both right up there. Uh, and then C.T. Pan last week gained 3.76 strokes, T to green. 3.76 and lost like .2 on the putting surface. So C.T.'s T to green game lights out, uh, like the form from him. So both of those two are, are probably my favorites. If I'm just going to get a little squirrely in here, Two names jumped out at me. They both checked some boxes. Um, Russell Henley and Ryan Palmer, 68 and 6,900. Palmer was put on a few people's radar last week, obviously made a big move in the FedEx Cup, but both of these guys need to have another solid week, uh, and they're, they're checking some boxes. Um, so I might have a sprinkle of Palmer and Henley when it comes down to it. That's it. Wow. Well, I was hoping you weren't going to say Palmer because he was kind of my sneaky play in the 6K range that I, I thought you weren't going to talk about. So I do like some Ryan Palmer with that fifth place finish last week, T22 at the RBC Canadian Open. I think that's um, just shows you the guy's been playing well. He's he's another streaky player that, that I think you want to be on when he is, he is playing well. So I do like him. Um, you know, I think 
other than that, uh, let's see here. Um, I don't know. You know, Bronson Bragoon's been playing pretty well lately. You know, checks yep. box and ball striking. He's 27th in the field in strokes gained approach. He's 21st in the field in, in scoring. So I think he could be a good play at 6,800. Um, you know, dropping down below that, if you want to go really, really cheap, you could look at... Um, Joel Damon. Joel Damon. Nobody else. That's it. I love Joel Damon. <laughs> And he's right there. Nice. Nice. That's all I okay. got. Um, one and done, Pat. I had Xander Shoffley last week, who obviously got me $0, so that sucks. I had John Rahm, um, who also got me $0. Good. So I think I am about $12,000 behind you. I think that is I think that is it. Um, do, you know, do you know where you're going for one and done? I do. All right, what you hit? I am going with the guy that I was surprised. I went back and checked. Uh, I went to uh, the one and done golfer check today, and I did have not taken Rory McIlroy. What really? So he is going to be my play this week. I'm going with the big guns the last two weeks: John Rahm and now Rory. Hmm. Ah. <sighs> I'm I'm torn right now. I'm I'm torn. I'm I'm pulling up my who I've used. Uh, I think I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do something a little different. Uh, wait a minute. Let me just double check. Nope. All right. I'm going with one of my absolute favorite picks of the week and one that you hate and you're gonna hate to lose to. Give me Hideki Bot. Oh wow! Hideki okay. Matsuyama. All right, I'm okay with that. And I even mentioned him over Rory in our argument. So I think this is a fantastic one and done week for you and I. Great Hideki one and done. over Rory. Let's see what happens. Show. All right, man. Enjoyed it. Good show as always. We appreciate you guys listening. Hey, if you made it this far, leave us an iTunes review, please. A nice one. We've had. I don't know. If, we've had some not nice iTunes reviews lately. Are we getting worse at this? Maybe we are. Maybe we need to quit. We should quit. Maybe we should just. Maybe we should just stop doing this. We've we've had our run. A good you know, run, there's man. like a hundred golf podcasts out there now. We could just we could just hang it up. Um. So anyway, if you don't want us to hang it up, leave us a five star review on iTunes. We would really really appreciate that. That would be nice of you. All right, we'll be back next week for the BMW Championship. May your screens be green for like the last really decent full kind of full field event ish kind of. Uh, event of the year until we get to the new PGA Tour season. Don't forget it starts on Friday. All of our content basically move back a day. Chalk bomb, chat room, all that good stuff. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening. iTunes review if you don't want us to quit. We appreciate it. May your screens be green. See ya! Point out the colors of you. I see them too, and boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We way too fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.
My heart skips skipping the beach You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay I don't think you know what you're doing to me you got With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today